This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. Yeah. Big Q and the guys uh, 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 on the right. network. 
Welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, rock with the sports coma with Big Brother Guys, where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. What's popping, fam? I hope y'all had a fantastic week. Much love to the Who That Nation, man. Appreciate you guys for being in this thing. It's this one called Are the Saints Next Up for Hard Knocks? Indeed, man. So we had never had to deal with that. And most of the teams, there are four teams remaining. We're going to go over this really good article right here presented from CBS talking exactly about it. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying it's going to happen, you know, but you never know, man. So we got to cover it. So shout out to the fam. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all for being up in this thing. OG Jerry, Elite, Pelicans, Nola, be kind. Good to see y'all up in this thing. JT, much love. Good to see you. Poppy 504, Brother St. John Butler, shout out to you. Good to see you. St. Doug, I see you, brother. Much love to you. Brother Jeremy, Dana, shout out to my queens up in this thing. Appreciate y'all. T-Dirty, what's popping, my brother T-Dirty? Good to see you, fam. Much love to all of y'all, man, in this thing. As the, the coma representing, man, we popping on for about 3 o'clock. This is an unusual time for us, but why the hell not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> why not? All right, so shout out to the fam. What's up, Pam and Whammy? Shout out to you as well. <laughs> no. You know, I hear you, but guess what? If the NFL come a-calling, man, you cannot refuse them, man. You cannot refuse them. So there it is. So let's get right into this article right here. Y'all feel free to hit the like button for me. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe and share button and share the show on your social media feed. Much love to the fam. All right. Shout out to you, Colorado. Good to see you. Big Boo Hoffa. Shout out to you. All right. <laughs> they could be. Are they next up, man? Let's get into it. NFL might find some trouble here. Trying to find a team. No, they won't. <laughs> no, they won't. They can force you to do it. Remember, they did that to the Raiders. And I'm going to go over some information. I'm, you know how I do, fam. You know, I'm going I'm to I'm show you all some stuff uh, in this and, um, you know, and, and show you uh, an article on how this rolls. You know, how teams do after they go on the hard knock. Because a lot of people do not want to be involved with the project simply because of it's, and they call it a distraction. Well, Listen, if you're a win, if you're a team that's in the NFL, and especially if you're a team that's losing, you're gonna keep your distractions down. That's absolutely the case. But as we've known over the many years, especially the last several years of just keeping up with the Saints, we've had our fair share, our fair share of off-season distractions the last several years, and we've had some pretty big ones. You know, just to keep it a buck fifteen with you, we've had some some real sizable. Uh, distractions, all field distractions from just stuff that was put out there just by the players alone. You know what I'm saying? And then the team alone outside of just that, you know what I'm saying? Remember the stuff that was dealing with the Catholic church. That was something attached to the saints. There was the stuff dealing with various other players off season shenanigans. So we've dealt with our fair share of distractions and we're able to go through it. So this will give be a, and I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying that the Saints are among four teams that they're considering, and they have taken a while here to decide on which team they're going to go to. And I'm like, man, we, we fit the criteria. So let's get into it right here and get into some of the criteria for this. 
So anyway, the NFL could have a tough time finding a team for the Hard Knocks this year, and that's because half of the NFL teams eligible eligible to be on the show don't seem to have any interest in being on the show, and that might be the one big reason why it's taking so long for the league to pick a team. The calendar, the NFL calendar, has hit June, and the league still hasn't made an announcement about the team and which you know who will be getting the Hard Knocks treatment this year. Last year, the announcement of the team was made in March. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the Hard Knocks formula, a team doesn't have to be on the show if any of these three rules apply to them. So let's kind of pop into it. Rule number one, they have a first-year head coach in place. That's not you. That was last year. Rule number two, they have a playoff berth in the last past two years. That's not you either. <laughs> I hate to sound like that, but the truth is the truth. Right, Arsenio? So they have, uh, he said, and the third one is they appeared on Hard Knocks in the past 10 years. Saints never have. Never have. Never. Never, ever, ever. Shout out to you, big boo. Appreciate you, man. Much love. Yes, yes, Dana. She said, first they have to go and break up the bounty. <laughs> we got to do what we got to do. All right, now let's get back into it, fam, as we continue to cover it. Now, also, for instance, the Broncos don't have to be on the show in 23 because they have a new coach. The Patriots won't have to be on the show because they've made the playoffs at least once in the past two seasons. And the Cowboys won't have to be on the show because they appeared uh, in the past 10 years. They were on there uh, the year before last, if I'm not mistaken, because Detroit was on there last year. All right. So when we factor in these rules and apply them to everyone, we're left with just four teams that the NFL can force to be on, quote, hard knocks end quote this year. The Jets, the Bears, the Saints. And the commanders, that's, that, that's, the, that's the four teams, small choice right here. The obvious choice here would seem to be the Jets, who are now one of the most fascinating teams in the NFL, thanks to the addition of Aaron Rodgers. However, I wouldn't go betting anything on the Jets getting picked because they don't seem too excited at the idea of landing on hard knocks. Just ask Coach Robert Sala. He said, I know there are several teams that would love hard knocks to be in their building. And uh, he said, Friday, we're just not <laughs> It's just not one of them suckers. It's also probably worth noting that the Jets special teams captain, Justin Hardy, who former Saint, wants nothing to do with the show, which he believes would be a distraction. Dennis Allen also said that. He said he don't, he don't want it, and he's put it out there. I know John's saying that. What's up, Jerry? Shout out to the OG, man. Good to see you. I, I agree with you, John. He says Jets and <laughs> they could have it, man. But, yeah, I hear you on that, bro, but. Let's see what, you know, the NFL, man, what, what, what they're going to do here. Justin Hart says, man, y'all can give hard knocks to another team. Man, we're trying to focus and win. That's a distraction. We keep forgetting this, even though that is facts. That is veritas from Justin Hardy. Also, you got to realize that whether they're there or not, you got distractions that you got to deal with. And even if the hard knock people come a knocking, <laughs> We still got to handle the business, man. It's something tell me we hadn't have to deal with this. We didn't have to because we were winning. But this is one of the things that teams that are not winning have to deal with. This is one of the things where you're not winning. You got to deal with a hard knocks that come a knocking in the door. Can we come? Can we, can we come in and film you guys? Uh, you, you can't tell them no either. John says, are we going to see Trey Quine get that pink slip? Uh, hey, bro, this is a good year for it, man. No doubt about it. All right, so anyway, let's keep it moving. 
into it. And I'm going to answer some questions from the family members after we cover this. Also, let's not forget that Jets owner Woody Johnson gave her a non-committal answer when he was asked about the possibility of doing hard knocks at the annual league meeting in March. Whether we do it this year, I think we have to take a hard look. And it might sound like Johnson is on the fence, but here, you know, we're in favor of doing the show. And it likely just say that, for instance, back in 2012, he made it clear that the team was open to bringing on, bringing on hard knocks. They didn't end up getting picked, though, that year. Now, the Jets have previously appeared on the hard knocks back in 2020, excuse me, 2010, which is mostly remembered for Rex Ryan's telling his team to go eat. You know, there you go. And we ain't going to say that. And there is it right there. We ain't going to play that. All right, so anyway, another coach who seems adamantly against it is Dennis Allen. The Saints coach gave a pretty clear answer on June the 6th when he was asked about how he would feel if the team gets picked for the show. And, and Dennis Allen said something pretty good. He says, I wouldn't like it because I just want to focus on our football team and getting better. And any distractions are exactly that. Distractions that keep you ultimately from reaching your goal. Distractions happen, fam. So it looks like the Saints and Jets are out. How about the Bears then? It looks like the Bears are out at the annual league meeting. Bears chairman George McCaskey made it clear that he would be glad to see any team on the show this year except the Bears. We feel there are a number of teams that have compiled stories to tell. It hard knocks, but he says McCleskey said owners meeting saying via the Athletic, 31 other teams, they're not interested. The Commanders, Washington, Jeremy Reeves, who was the special teams All-Pro in 2020, doesn't sound very interested in doing the show either. He said they can keep that, man. <laughs> One thing, and that's another thing. So as you can see, even the Jets, Commanders, Saints, Bears don't want, don't want to be on hard knocks. That doesn't mean they won't be picked. The NFL can force one of four eligible teams to be on the show. The Raiders didn't want to do the show in 2019, but the NFL picked them anyway. On the other hand, the four candidates for the for this season could be off the hook if a team volunteers to be on the show. The Rams and Chargers did the show together in 2020, even though they weren't on the list of eligible teams. Don't seem like anybody's volunteering for it, that's for certain. With only four eligible teams this year, the NFL is going to have to hope one of the teams have a change of heart or that another team volunteers. The league could also point to the commanders and basically say, quote, if we get yourself finalized, we're putting you on the show and we don't want to hear any complaints, end quote. The show generally starts filming at the start of training camp, so the NFL will want to pick someone soon. However, the league doesn't necessarily have to rush its pick in 20, you know, rush its pick. Back in 2019, the Hard Knocks team wasn't announced until June the 11th when the Raiders got picked. In 21, the NFL waited until July the 2nd to announce the Hard Knocks team that year, which ended up being the Cowboys. Basically, what this means is you can I likely expect to hear an announcement on who the hard, the hard Knocks team will be at some point in the next four weeks. And don't be surprised if that announcement is sooner rather than later. So that's some of the that's that's the call on it. That's who they're saying is that the Saints and the Bears and the Jets and the Commanders are all eligible for the hard knocks. Nobody wants the hard knocks because they all deem it as a distraction. Now, listen, that's the bad part about it. the obvious part about it is the fact that it is a distraction. Right. We call it a, a distraction. It's mentioned as a distraction. Right. We see that. But the good part about it is it's another camera. It's another aspect into our team. To see what's going on like you know they have they'll be there covering all of the stuff that's going on you know they're going to be up in there getting the scoop for that year so you'll have like a a great unfiltered access 
to the inner workings of the team. You'll have more, uh, uh, you know, content to talk about. So that's the, the the good side of it is is more access to see the inner workings, to see more stuff that's going on behind the scenes with the team, and that's a positive. And then the other side of it is they the team doesn't like it because they don't want the cameras there while they're doing anything because they can't really feel comfortable dropping game and doing what they got to do because the camera, the people moving around. So I get that part about it. So yeah, Pam, I see you ahead of the game, baby. Let me go ahead on and kind of drop that because that's what I was about to get to the next portion of the game. And we already know about this, but let's get into this article right here. Hold on here. It is right here. And this is kind of dated back in the day. This is back article that was written back in, well, actually November 8th of 2022 from sports Kita. And what it did was it basically gave some game about, you know, every team the HBO's Hard Knocks has covered and how they fared that season. So we have a historical or a kind of a analytical approach in terms of looking at how certain teams fare. Now, all the success is not, you know, it depends based on what team, you know, was there and they just were able to deal with it. So let's take a look at how some of some teams performed, you know, being on Hard Knocks. Now, here, you know, back in 01, Baltimore Ravens as a starting hard knocks in 01. The Ravens went 10 and 6 and made the playoffs. They finished second in the division and lost in the divisional round of the playoffs. Elvis Garbach was the Ravens. Remember, that's an old throwback. Elvis Garbach, my goodness, was the Ravens QB that year, and he threw 15 touchdowns versus 18 interceptions. The old two Cowboys, 5 and 11, missed the playoffs after their time on the hard knocks. Good. Their quarterback, Chad Hutchinson, who threw seven touchdowns and eight interceptions. 07, the KC Chiefs missed a few seasons before returning in 07 with the Chiefs. 07 Chiefs went 4-12, and 12, missed the playoffs, and in some fashion, Damian Hewitt kitted up at QB for the Chiefs, throwing uh, 11 touchdowns and 13 interceptions. They had some really bad quarterbacks. 08, the Cowboys. Dallas went 9-7 and seven and missed the playoffs in 08. Tony Romo pulled the strings of the Cowboys that year, throwing for 26 touchdowns against 14 interceptions. Cowboys finished third in division in 08. 09, the Bengals. Bengals went on to win a division at 10 and 6, eventually losing in the wild card round of the playoffs. The quarterback was Carson Palmer. He threw 21 touchdowns against 13 interceptions. 2010, the Jets. Jets finished second in the division, 11 and 5 record. After starring on hard knocks, they subsequently lost in the conference championship. The quarterback was Mark Sanchez, who threw for 17 touchdowns against just 13 interceptions. A lot of damn interceptions. All right, 2012, the Miami Dolphins followed their stint on hard knocks with a 7-9 record. The quarterback was Ryan Tannehill, who was in his rookie year. He threw for 12 touchdowns against 13 interceptions. 2013, Bengals back at it again. A few few years later, the Bengals are back on hard knocks. They went. They won 11 games, finishing the season, winning the division title. They eventually lost in the wild card round. The quarterback was Andy Dalton, who threw 33 touchdowns against 20 interceptions. 2014, Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons went 6-10, and 10, missing the playoffs in the following uh, their appearance on hard knock. Matty Icy Hot was the quarterback, and he threw 28 touchdowns against 14 interceptions. 2015, the Houston Texans. They went 9-7, and seven, won the division. They made the playoffs that year, eventually losing in the wild card round. Brian Hoyer was the quarterback for the Texans, and he had 19 touchdowns against just seven picks. 2016, it was the Rams. They went 4-12 and 12 after that time on the hard knocks. They finished third in the division and played hot potato with Case Keenum and Jared Goff. Goff was 0-7 as a starter in his rookie season. 
2017 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They went 5-11, missed the playoffs, finishing fourth in the division. The quarterback was Jameis Winston, who was famous for throwing a large amount of touchdowns but nearly equal amount of interceptions. That's not fair. However, the following year was markedly different. He had 19 touchdowns against 11 picks that following season, 2017. All right, 2018, Cleveland Browns. They went 7-8-1, finished third in the division and missed the playoffs. It was Baker Mayfield's rookie season in which he threw 27 touchdowns and 14 picks. The Raiders in 2019, 7-9, finished third in the division. They missed the playoffs in their final season in Oakland. The Carr, Carr, there you go, our guy Carr was the quarterback. He threw 21 touchdowns against eight picks for 2019. So we do have Derek Carr who went through it. We also have Jamal Williams who went through it, meaning they were exposed to hard knocks. So they do have a couple of players on the team that had to go through it that know what they need to do. 2020, the Rams, Chargers, both went there, both covering hard knocks that year. The Rams was 10-6, and six, finished second in the division. Golf was the quarterback. He threw 20 touchdowns against 13 picks. The Rams made the playoffs and lost in the divisional round that season. The Chargers, meanwhile, posted a 79 mark. They missed the playoffs and finished third in the division. However, Justin Herbert was an explosive rookie season, throwing 31 touchdowns against just 10 picks. That guy's special. Cowboys back at it again. What will the Cowboys do? And this is 2021 where the article stopped up, stopped that, but I picked up where it is. And the Cowboys in 21, they did this. They finished 12 and 5 that year in 21. They finished first in the NFC East, right? And then you can see their numbers right there. Averaging almost over 31 points per game while giving up 21 points per game. You see, they rushed at almost 125 yards per game and passed almost 292 yards. So pretty good stats. They were number one in passing uh, points per game, excuse me. And you can see the uh, offensive opposing points were seventh versus the rush was ninth. And they also passed at almost not 292, which was third in the game. Gather at the Winter Village at Cameron Run and experience the magic of the holidays with ice and lights. Enjoy a fun, unstructured outdoor family experience. Just a few minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Explore whimsical light displays, snap selfies, and take a spin on the outdoor ice rink. Book your visit early. Calendars fill fast, so make your plans with friends, visitors, guests, or that special someone today. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson razor. Henson razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. So you can see they also lost in that wild card matchup to the San Francisco 49ers that year. So they finished 12 and five and finished first in the NFC South. Then this was the team last year, the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions was up in that thing. They finished nine and eight. They didn't make it to the playoffs. They finished second in the NFC North. And you can see they're at their points per game on 26.6, good for five. They gave up 25 and a half. That's 28th. They rushed at that thing, 128.2. That's good for 11th in the NFL. And most a lot of that was Jamal Williams. We got him on the squad. And 261.4 is what they threw per game, eighth in the NFL. So you see Detroit, nine and eight, and they hit a winning record. So that brings us to the black and gold. So is the black and gold ready for this? And I'm not saying we're going to get it. But we are talking Roger Goodell. 
The reason why they couldn't pop this crap on us before is because we were winning. We were handling the business. Unfortunately, we are not winning or handling the business currently. All right. So you, you it's a mixed bag, but more losing than winning with the hard knocks. But it's also based upon uh, the maturity of your team. And and that's the thing. I understand a lot of people like you, man. We don't want that crap down here. We don't, you know, what's up, Swag? Shout out to Swag. We don't want that. What's up, Josh? Shout out to you, bro. We don't want that crap down here. We don't, blah, 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 blah. But guess what? You don't have any control over that. If the NFL tells the Saints, hey, you're going to take this team, you're going to take the hard knock like crew, they're going to walk around here, such, such. They got to deal with it. There is no disputing that. And it's taking it's taken a while. So we're going to see. Exactly. Between the four teams, once again, the Saints are one of four teams that the NFL could choose for the hard knocks. And like I showed you the the long list, it's a mixed bag, more losing teams than, you know, good teams. But you've seen in recent, uh, you know, recent, you know, time that the Cowboys actually did pretty good. But the Cowboys were exposed to it several times before. Saints never had to deal with this hard knock stuff because we were we, we didn't fit the criteria. We were winning. So this is a part of when you lose, this is what comes along with it. All right, what's up, Swag? Shout out to you, fam. Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, so what, what do you guys think about this, man? What y'all think about this? Uh, the, the hard knock. I just wanted to sprinkle some game because a lot of family members uh, want to know what, how, you know, the coaches, all of them are, are saying, saying the same thing. We don't want the distraction. The truth of the matter is, as a team, you're going to have to deal with distractions, whether the NFL heap them on us or we heap them on ourselves. We do, we've done a pretty damn good job of heaping distractions upon ourselves. You know what I'm saying, family? Yeah, So, I mean, at the end of the day, we have to figure a way how to, you know, just keep it moving. We got the Elvin Kamara distraction. We got the DUI situation. That could be a mini distraction in terms of what's going on with Marcus May. We reported on that. And whatever else might rear its head during the offseason into the season. You know what I'm saying? It's always something, and you just have to adjust and deal with it. So anyway, this is the 2022 stats from the Saints, if you could bear to stand it. Seven and ten, and third in the NFC South, and really came down to the last couple of uh, weeks because it was between a couple of teams to get it. You know, so Saints finished with uh, points per game, family, 19.4, which was 22nd. I'll leave that on the screen. Not to kind of torture the family base, but but to make us realize that, you know, 19.4 points last year with Pete Carmichael, 22nd overall, that will not happen this upcoming year. I assure you, diehards, all the black and gold diehards out there, I assure you that 19.4 will not be with the Saints average in 2023. I promise you that. I promise you, not even injury could get you down there. I'm serious. 19.4, it will not happen. Now, so anyway, 20.3, that's good for ninth in the NFL last year. Them numbers going up, offensively speaking. And then, of course, when we you look at the rushing attack, you had Jamal Williams along with Elvin Kamara, Kendra Miller, who averaged 116.6, 19th in the NFL. Expect that to go up. That running game, that passing game, all working together. They were middle of the pack in the NFL last year with 23 and a half. And we had Andy Dalton sitting on top of the team, mixing reps with Taysom Hill. And we were still able to be middle of the pack in terms of passing yards. You got a guy that could throw the deep ball. We got weapons all over the place. I assure you who that nation, 19.4, you're going to run through that and laugh at that from a historical standpoint. Let's move on to the next one, fam. And a shout out to my 
my guys at the Saints News Network. Shout out to Brother Bob Rose, Kyle T. Mosley, and the rest of them. Saints preseason TV schedule announced. Fans will have plenty of opportunity to see the Saints during the preseason. The team's official preseason schedule is listed here. NFL television schedule was released on Thursday. The Saints are going to be featured on the national stage in three of their preseason contests. Saints will host the Chiefs in the Caesar Superdome on the preseason open. The game will be on Sunday, August the 13th at noon central time. Uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. It can be viewed on NFL Network. New Orleans will play at the Chargers on Sunday, August the 20th. The game will be televised on NFL Network from SoFi Stadium. Kickoff will be at 6 p.m. Central Time, 7 p.m. Eastern. And New Orleans Charger, uh, the New Orleans and the Chargers will also square off and join practices during the days leading up to the game. Saints wind up their 23 preseason schedule, hoping uh, again hosting the Texans in the season Superdome. The game will be on Friday, August the 25th, and it'll be a national broadcast on Fox schedule for kickoff at 7 p.m. Central Time. Saints and Texans will also engage in joint practices prior to the preseason finale, and that is a good thing the NFL has really been doing is getting the the little scrimmages going on, but uh, practicing, making them practice up against each other right before the preseason game, kind of adds an extra little spice to it. You see what I'm saying? So that's not bad. And the family members will have plenty of opportunity to see the team who have made several new additions to their player personnel and coaching staff this upcoming season. The Saints are coming off a 7-10 finish in 22, and it was the second straight year of missing the playoffs in their first losing season since 2005. That's that Katrina year. Man, no one expect to open training camp in the last week of July after three OTA sessions. Their mandatory mini camp is next weekend. They also hand out among uh, they're among a handful of teams who will be selected for. We just talked about the training series, the hard knocks the announcement, which the HBO will select. The series has not been made yet. And we just covered that. So not bad at all. A lot of stuff popping in the who that world. So anyway, like I was saying, we up in this thing. So <laughs> I saw family members. All right, man. So anyway, any questions, fam, please feel free to throw them in the chat. I'm going to answer any questions. Shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all, man. Any questions, throw them in the chat. But my, my take on it is, is this, fam. The way I see it is you have, you know, the, in terms of the hard knock, uh, you know, show coming through, it's it's uh, most people don't want it. And if you're selected, we're one of four teams and they, they haven't announced it yet, but it's expected to happen over the next four weeks. Within the next four weeks, expect the call to be made. Four teams, Bears, Saints, Commanders, and what's the other team? I forgot the other team. Oh, uh, the, the Jets. So you got all of those teams there, all teams that were losing. All teams finished, you know, losing, and that's what happens. But if you happen to get them, if the hard knock screw come a call, because they never came here, they never were here. So if that's the case and you do get them, it does. It gives us another view. It's another another vantage point into it, like an unfiltered uh, just look into the who that nation, you know, expect for the little clean cut view that they want to paint of the team around the team. They have no control over what we're going to see. And, you know, and like I said, I think that that show won like 16 Emmys, if I'm not mistaken. It, they they are a very popular show. So even though most NFL teams don't want them, the look that, you know, the look that you're going to get from the show is something else. It's totally something else than what you're being shown. So you're going to see all the grit. You're going to see all the little dirt here or there. You're going to see all the stuff behind the scenes. So I'm not advocating for it, but if it happens, that's a plus to it. 
you get a whole nother vantage point, a whole nother view at your team behind the scenes. And that to me is super cool to be able to see that. And, and then how they would then react to that. You don't blame nobody coming out and then blame hard knocks. Well, the reason why we didn't go to the playoffs is because hard knocks came up in here and they was taking pictures and they had all these cameras everywhere and they were here for the preseason. You know, that's why we didn't make the play. <laughs> I don't think nobody crazy enough to say that. But in the end, of, at the end of the day, it's just it's supposed to make the team focus and, and get it right. That's what it's all about. I'm cool with it if they select it, like I said, for the obvious reasons. So anyway. All right, so shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all being up in this thing, man. Much love. Swag fan says, well, I had the Sunday ticket, but the YouTube put an end to my gravy chain not buying. <laughs> All right, Reginald, shout out to Saints. Uh, he says, Saints have big three. Big Q, what do you think about it? Okay, the big three. Okay, we got uh, we got a broadcast coming up here. I think it's uh, at six a little later on when we talk about PFF's version of it, where they mentioned the big three. For the Saints going into 2023, the big three. So if you had to choose three players, and whether it's offense, defense, or special teams, who are the big three that the Saints need to have to come through? Now, you got to remember, you only get three picks, and it has to be across the board for the team. So I couldn't get up here and say pick a bunch of offensive players. I have to keep it real. So I would have to, my choice would be to pick, pick the best person from each unit. So I would start with the offense. The most important person to the offense is the QB, no doubt about it. So Derek Carr is the most important part, or the pertinent, per, oh, important, most, important, most important person to what the New Orleans Saints offense needs to do. He's not the only thing because the Saints have done a very good job of securing him or basically kind of surrounding him with talent, whether it's the running back, the wide receivers, the tight ends, the offensive lines being reinforced. So he, they've really given him something, uh, you know, they've insulated him and his mentality is you listen to more and more interviews from Carr. What happens is you see his mind frame coming here. Was it all about the money or what you, what you know, all that kind of stuff. Cause you know, the Saints was really the only team willing to kind of break them, chip them off at that level. They didn't have a lot of people running at him like that. They had a few people talk to him, but nobody was trying to chip them off with the, like what the Saints was because it was a, a, a very good, I guess you could say a good uh, fit for him because he knew Dennis Allen. He's the guy that drafted him. He has experience playing in a, in a similar system, uh, you know, offensively speaking. He, he said in the previous interviews that Michael Thomas was a big, reason why he came to new Orleans, Michael Thomas helped recruit him. He was talking to Michael Thomas, uh, prior to him signing with the team. And he said he was the big reason why he wanted to come to the saints because Michael Thomas, well, that's cool. So, and not only that, but the saints have also insulated him by giving them security blankets. They, they got his former tight end Foster Moreau, uh, to come here. They got Brian Edwards, another wide receiver he's familiar with. So they've given him pieces or people, on the team that he can, that he has some history with. So the most important person to the offense is Derek Carr. Absolutely. Hands down. You know, I can't say Mike Thomas because I know if Mike gets hurt, God forbid, and you know, I love Mike, but if he gets hurt, then the saints have a, a heavy wide receiver room where guys can step up and kind of shoulder that thing, you know? So I would have to go with Carr. Carr would be my most important person on the offense because of the obvious 
reason. You need a quarterback to win in the NFL. You need a, you don't have to be Joe Montana or even Tom Brady, but he has to be able to be a guy that knows how to move the ball downfield and don't hurt you too bad. And this guy is not one of, he's, he's not going to hurt you. He ain't going to hurt you too bad. And he knows how to get that damn ball up the field. It's an explosive, fun offense to watch when he's out there. He even scrambles around. He, he has a pair of wheels. He ain't the fastest dude in the world, but he'll take off and get a first down for you and slide. He's tough as nails. So I, I, I like the car selection and move. I have to go with car for the offense. Defensively speaking, when we go over the defense, it's two, it's three people you have to kind of look at on the defensive side of it. One of them's Cam Jordan, one of them's Demario Davis, and the other one's Tyron Matthew. They're all at different levels of the defense. Which one of these players, you know, are the are, are is the most important person in the Saints defense? It's hard to pick that. But I'm gonna have to say Cam Jordan over Demario or over Tyron Matthew because. Cam Jordan's in the hint and he's down there in, in the trenches. And we know that games are won in the trenches. We know that Cam Jordan, when he has success, the Saints offense, I mean, Saints defense has success. And by way the offense gets success, he had eight something sacks last year. He's penetrated 155 and a half sacks for his career. He's the all time sack leader. He's going to get his contract before July ends. So he'll be, Getting a two-year deal on top, he'll be a saint for light, and he can be able to tack on top of the 115 and a half sacks that he set. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer in my book, in the Saints Hall of Fame, and definitely in the in the big Hall of Fame. So I would have to say Cam. Cam by way of his production and Cam by way of his leadership. Cam has to be able to kind of get some of these guys a lot. He got to keep doing what he's doing. Sad to say. Well, you know, happy to say. But we need the other guys, the others, to help Cam Jordan out opposite of him that, you know, like Davenport did, didn't do from a uh, a sack perspective. We need guys like Carl Grandison, Peyton Turner, and Isaiah Foskey to step up. And Cam Jordan's a guy that mentors these guys. So it, we need another good year from Cam, and we need more like his same type of leadership with these young guys. And these young guys, the others, they got to step up to help Cam and keep them sack numbers going. So second person, most important person to the defense is Cam. Now, argument could be made about Demario Davis because you, if you lose Cam or Demario Davis, God forbid, to injury, you I don't know how you deal with that. You know, I don't know how you deal with it. Cam missed one game, what, in I don't know how many years, and you have Demario Davis that don't really miss any game. So, you know, that those two guys are really irreplaceable. Right now, we just, we simply don't have guys that can step in and and carry on without a Demario Davis. He's the brains of the entire defense. He points out everything. He sees things. Last year, people were saying he slowed down. He didn't look quite the same way. Last year, Peyton Turner was kicking ass early on. Peyton Turner was handling his business. He had Demario Davis beat by at least 15 tackles before he got hurt. And then Demario, his stats caught up and he was able to get a Pro Bowl. But I would really be looking at if Peyton Turner was healthy all of last year. How, I don't know if Demario would have got that Pro Bowl. <laughs> I'm saying, boy, Peyton Turner was kicking ass last year, so hopefully he can remain healthy. But Demario Davis, man, is so instrumental uh, in inside of the center of the Saints defense and what he brings. So I would have to argue be between the two, but I wouldn't be mad at you if you chose Demario. I choose Cam, and then of course the third person would be Will Lutz, the kicker, the All Pro kicker. Special teams guy, Will Lutz has to bring it this year. Camp, he's been looking really good. 
uh, looking like himself. Reports are saying that he looks like himself. The Saints brought in a couple of kickers to kind of have some competition up against him. But at the end of the day, it has to. Will Lutz has to ele- elevate his play than what he did last year, man. For real, no doubt about it. He got to take it up a level of two or three. Get back to that all pro level we've accustomed to see. Will Lutz kick. So we need him to come and represent and do what he's supposed to do uh, as well. And he's also facing a contract year. So Will Lutz got to bring it this year, man. So those are my top three guys that I call. If those guys are having a solid year for you, if Cam is getting eight to 10 plus sacks in the 2023 season and Derek Carr is kicking tail, he's north of 3,000 yards passing, he's north of 28 touchdowns and his interceptions are between 10 and 12 and all this kind of stuff, the Saints are headed in the right direction. They're on the way to beating the NFC, you know, taking the NFC South. They're going to the playoffs. If these three men have stellar years, Carr, Cam, and Lutz, man, you them guys right there, if they have stellar years, chances are you're going to the playoffs. No doubt about it. Those are the three that I picked. So sorry I took a long time to get up on that, but you know, you know how I am, fam. I'm thorough as hell, man. So anyway, uh, any other questions, fam? Much love to y'all. All right. <laughs> I hear you, John. I hope not, man, but we'll see, man. We'll see. All right. What's up, Jasper? Shout out to you. What's up, brother James? How you doing, sir? Say we might need to be on hard knocks with D-A-L-O-L. If Mike healthy, he's it's hell to pay for defenses with our weapons. Why D-A acting like we good at linebacker and defensive end Leonard Floyd would have helped with speed on the defense. Yeah, I've seen that, brother James. I've seen, uh, you know, the Leonard Floyd thing. But the Saints are, they have uh, faith in their guys. They have faith in their guys. Of course, Cam is there. They're going to re-up with Cam. Carl Granderson got you five and a half sacks last year. A lot of people feel like Carl Granderson is more than a rotational guy. Well, this is an opportunity. He mo- he knows more about the Saints defense than, I, I, you know, I would say a Pey- Peyton Turner because Peyton Turner spent a lot of time hurt. From a potential standpoint, Peyton Turner knows more than Isaiah Foskey, obviously, because he's been here longer, right? He's entering his third year. So the question is not people are not asking about is Peyton, you know, is Peyton Turner talented? They know he's talented. The only question is, and it's a big question, is can he remain healthy to contribute? So, you know, we're looking at it and you see Carl Grandison there, but really the Saints want to see Peyton Turner kind of thrive in that role. You know, they really want to, but then you look at what the Saints have. They do have two guys remaining. Uh, they got Cam, who's on the back end of his career, a two-year contract, and then Cam's retiring. You got Carl Grandison on a one, what a one-year deal. I think Carl is on a one-year deal. And then, of course, behind him, you got Isaiah Foskey and Peyton Turner. So Peyton's into his third year. He got to step up. Isaiah Foskey is full of potential. The guy, is he has the sack gene. I ain't going to tell you no different. He has the sack gene. He had 20-plus of them at... Notre Dame, he took Justin Tuck's record down, and the guy know what he's doing in terms of getting to the quarterback. He's just not as refined as you would like him to be, which is what the Saints are there for. The Saints know the guy, knows how to get sacks. You just got to work on his technique. You got to work on his fundamentals. You got to get him stronger. You got to get him get him in that weight room, get him stronger. You got to pick up a little bit more weight, and you got to work on those moves. And people like Cam Jordan and the rest of these guys are going to get Isaiah Foskey together, man. So, yeah, it's definitely some pressure on him as well. So we're going to see how that all helped, bro. But I think that's what it is, man. They have confidence in these young guys because they could have really did a move on that before. All right, King Chosen, one shout-out to you, fans. So what's up, the Chase Young situation? 
And nothing, nothing but rumors circulating around with that, bro, right now. Nothing but rumors popping with the Chase Young thing right now. And it wouldn't it, Chase Young would be a good addition to the Saints, no doubt about it. The guy's the, the guy's fantastic. Now he had a share of injuries and stuff like that, and he kind of running out of favor with the uh with the the commanders. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Sometimes during Christmas, something magical happens. Hey, Cricket customers. The Max with Ads plan is included with the Cricket $60 Unlimited plan at no additional cost. And this holiday season, Max is the one to watch when you're feeling festive. Son of a nutcracker. Cozy up to all the holiday classics like Elf, 8-Bit Christmas, and the Harry Potter 8-Film Collection. Just log in with your Cricket username and password to experience Max on all your favorite devices. Phone plans, streams, and standard definition programming subject to change. Fees, terms, and restrictions apply. See CricketWireless.com for details. But at the end of the day, man, I, I don't think he's somebody the Saints are looking at. Like I said, is I, I can see as we get closer to July, late July, when the big camp start, the Saints will bring some people in here, some veterans. I don't think it'll be big name veterans. That we, I think the big name veteran aspect of it is pretty much over pending injuries that might occur. But big veterans coming here, I don't see none of that happening. I don't see too much of that happen. I think the Saints are pretty sold on the guys they have in the building. Thank you, bro. Shout out to you, Carl. How you doing, Queen? Appreciate you. Swag says, hey, Q, do you think the players should petition for real grass inside doors? Yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I I, I would agree. I would definitely do that. And I don't know. It costs a lot more money for you to do that. But it's been proven. They've done many studies on it. The fact that the grass is a lot forgiving, a lot more forgiving for the players when they hit that ground, hit that turf. Uh, So, you know, it's expensive though. And a lot of teams don't want to come up and pay that. They like to just put the artificial stuff out there and it's, it's less care to deal with and all this. And that's the real reality. It's a, it's a money game over the, uh, the health, but they've done plenty of studies on grass, you know, helping out players and injuries and stuff like that. It's a more forgiving surface and they just, they just look at the money. So, you know, that's a part of the game, you know, all right. Shout out to you, fam. Appreciate it. I agree with you, though, Swack. That, that definitely would cut down the injuries. All right. Any more uh, questions, fam, uh, as we keep it going? What's up, brother Torres? Shout out to you, bro. Uh, Living Sacrifice says, who will have the better season? Breezy, Breezy or Fosky? That's a great question, bro. Appreciate you. Shout out to you. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's going to be intriguing, man. That's going to be really interesting, man, to see because, man. Is it, will it be Foskey? Will it be Brian Breesey? Oh man. Who has the better season? I want to say Isaiah Foskey would, man. You know, I think Isaiah Foskey in terms of better season, I mean, tackles to sacks, stuff like that. I do think Isaiah Foskey gets more sacks than Brian Breesey, but then do the Saints see Brian Breesey starting, you know, you know, cause that'll have to, uh, some, somewhat of uh, the deal with the statistics is who get more reps opportunities to put up stats would it be isaiah foskey or will it be brian breesey so it is does breesey uh brian breesey push himself into a starting position opposite a, a colin sanders and nate shepherd how, how do you guys see it i don't know it'd be i would have to go with brian breesey on that one i'm gonna have to say because I, I i mean my bad isaiah foskey i'm sorry i would have to go with isaiah foskey i think isaiah foskey 
would definitely be a guy that can help out because I think he ultimately will get in there because we'll have some type of injury to deal with at the defensive line position. We have it every year. We have it every year outside of that. And I think he's a guy we probably, uh, you know, that probably will get in there and make something happen. So I, I'm going to have to go with Foskey on that one, bro. That was a good question, though. Good question. All right. All right. Shout out to the fam, man. Good to see y'all in here, man. Appreciate y'all chiming in on this thing. All right, any more questions, fam, before your boy Dirk up out of here? All right, let's see. All right, okay, Be Kind says, totally agree. Should be all, it, yeah, it's, it should be. It definitely should be. It should be. All right, yeah. All right, 504 Code says, uh, Q, I wouldn't be surprised if they get selected, especially with Carr and all the all the star power we have on the team. Yeah, and the, the thing is, you know, in terms of, uh, them being picked for it. And like I said, this is just me reminding the who that nation that they're eligible. They're eligible for the hard knock life. I mean, hard knock life, the hard knock, (laughs) hard knocks show. And the reality is that's what happened when you don't win. You know, the saints haven't gone to the playoffs the last couple of years. We went backwards in terms of winning when we were seven and 10 versus what nine and seven the previous year. And when that happens, you you're eligible for shows like this. And a lot of people don't want to see them people because they don't want them to film the interworkings. Really, the reality is they don't want them to film the interworkings of what's going on inside of their team. If there's strife going on inside of the team, like if, say, for instance, that if there was an issue going on with Jameis and Dennis Allen during that time period, they would have caught it. They would have caught it. So if the and this is the thing, I know a lot of people don't want it from the distraction standpoint, but the reality is I would actually prefer it because I want to see what's going on for real. Now, a lot of people say, no, man, Q, I don't want that in there, man. But listen, cause we can't, you can't insulate these people from distractions. <laughs> Hell distractions going to come. You tell me there ain't going to be another player on the team right now. That's going to do something dumb and end up, causing a, a distraction to the club that they'll have to deal with from an outer perspective. It's just the fact that a lot of teams are uncomfortable with those cameras in there filming them while they're working out because it forces them to get on game. It forces them to crystallize what they're doing and they, and they're not comfortable with all that going on. See, they can on certain days when they do these camps, they can kick all the reporters out and all the cameras out of there and they can just have private practices where you don't see what's going on. So a lot of it, like when we do the, the, the training camp coverage and we have these long camps, a lot of the, the stuff that go, the, the practices, you don't even see, you don't see none of that going on in the camp. You hear about much of it later on and you only hear about what, you know, to a degree what's allotted to go out. But if they're there, they catch a lot of stuff. And really, truthfully, honestly, this is a lot. This year is a lot of pressure on Dennis Allen to really show up and get the team into the playoffs. Now, he doesn't have a history in terms of, of, of getting the team to the playoffs. And y'all know how I feel about that. So that's what I'm talking about when it get down to that, when we talk about Dennis Allen, man, that he has to be able to show the who, not only just me, but the entire who that nation, you know, what we need to do here to get this stuff popping and snapping all over the place, man. That's the bottom line. That's how we doing. 
All right, so <laughs> all right, so I don't think y'all got too many more questions. All right, Jerry says BQ, I still have to say no to I feel you, OG. He said, I'm focused on the Saints having to win. I'm with you, brother. I want to see it, man. I want to see it. I want to <laughs> I want to see it too, fam. Be kind says, okay, BQ, you got me ready. Yeah, yeah, man. Yes, yes, man. That's 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 the that's the thing, man. I told y'all, man, I done told y'all over and over again, man. I'm a diehard who that man, I was there when they were losing. But when they come down to Dennis Allen, do I have to remind everybody again when they start saying, hey, Q, you got to do this, you got to do that? I'm just going to say this. I'm just gonna hit that damn button every time. He ain't lying. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna hit you. They come up with somebody come up here. I got a Dennis Allen person come up in here. I'm gonna just yeah, but let's let them talk. And I'm gonna hit that button on their ass, man. That's bottom line, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, indeed, man. Yeah, you're right. Say, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Reginald, man, hell. <laughs> yes, 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 brother. Yes, yes, yes. Sing it. Sing it. <laughs> Y'all crazy, man. All right. What's up, Jay? James says, he said, what you said, he said, what you said and thinking about the lineup on defense, I think we, at DE, I think we may be very good in that area. If Cam stays healthy and Turner steps up, like you said, we good. We need pressure with these mobile quarterbacks. Yes, bro, absolutely. And that was a big, a big problem, if y'all remember, with the Saints in the last several years. We've never solved that. It never went away. We've still been kind of uh, stuck with allowing quarterbacks to tear us up. If y'all remember last year, we fa- we pretty much faced all of the mobile quarterbacks the NFL had through all of them. We had Lamar Jackson. He was tearing us up and Lamar was off in that game. He could have beat the saints a lot more than that. Kyler Murray was running around on the saints like that. We had even uh, Marcus Mariota who's not even known to be that he was doing his thing, trying to do that against the saints. And we were just facing all of these mobile quarterback threats last year. And when they get outside the pocket, they create all this extra time for guys to break away from defensive backs. And it just made hell on us when he was able to ad lib. You can't allow guys to get outside of the pocket and ad lib plays and buy time for guys to make plays up the field. And we just could not stop them. uh, Jalen Hurt was another dude that put the hurt on the Saints defense. Anybody that's a guy like that, that's what happens. So the Saints were looking and. The reason being to a lot of the fact that they drafted Isaiah Foskey was because of his ability to kind of kind of zonk in on that. So we have Peyton Turner. We have Isaiah Foskey. These are very fast, big guys that can make plays. So hopefully that can be a part of it, too, because you look at guys like Nate Shepard and Kalen Saunders. You got uh, Brian Breesey. All of these big guys, these are big guys except for, well, you got uh, Saunders is more of a big guy in terms of his weight he's 330 pounds at six feet tall but he doesn't none of these guys move like their weight implements you know implicates they do these are massive these are big guys that are extremely athletic they are big guys that can move i mean i've seen footage and we were showing this on uh tsc uh q a patreon 
was that Kaylin Sa- Saunders. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov career USBP. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Beat his, his more athletic defensive ends to the quarterback, straight line. And I'm like, look at that. So, and then... Another thing is the guys that they bring to the team are high motor, high energy, relentless type guys that fight through everything. They're they're violent. You can't block them one on one. They're flailing away. And if they can't get to you, they're smart enough to stay where they are and watch if you're going to peek from out of there. They have the closing speed, the ability to make things happen, you know, around the line of scrimmage. So the Saints have not only just gotten more girthier, but they've got more intense in the interior of the defense and then add guys like Isaiah Foskey, who's basically a big linebacker out there. I mean, he's basically, he's a big linebacker type that can move along the line of scrimmage and kind of use his long arms. If he can't get through the wall to kind of stay in front of the guy to see if the running backs coming out of there or if the, the, uh, the quarterback's trying to scoot out of there and that he's six foot five and he can bat the ball down breezy six, six, uh, uh, and these are Kalen Saunders is what he's six feet tall, but Nate Shepard's six, five. So you got big guys, the saints have along the line, but they're, they're relentless guys and they're athletic. So we'll, that should help us kind of stop these QBs from leaking around, but time will tell fam, you know what I'm saying? Time will tell. What's up, Mike? Shout out to you, man. All right, he said this hard hard knocks thing sounds like a problem, unnecessary bloatness that the team will focus on and not the season. Yeah, we're not quite there yet. You know, the Saints are one of four teams. Remember, it's an HBO thing in the NFL. Whoever they they pick to say, okay, listen, we want the, let's just say they say New Orleans Saints. The Saints can't say, nah, y'all keep it pushing with that. They can't refuse it. So once the NFL, you know, HBO picks whoever it is, the NFL says you got to go through with it. So the Saints will have to just deal with it. So, like I said, they're one of four teams. We never had to deal with anything like this because we were winning, you know, and since the show was created. So now that we're not winning is one of the things that comes with losing. So it's a part of the game. All right, so shout out to the fam. Brian says, do you think in the next five years, the rookie quarterback we got in the draft will start at quarterback? That's an interesting question. We got uh, Derek Carr on a four-year deal, right? Jameis on a one-year deal. And at some point during that time frame, uh, especially after this year, Jake Hayner will definitely move up the QB ranking, right? Uh, especially after this she's season. Jameis Winston's contract is up over, you know, next year. 
Uh, he'll be an active quarterback on. I don't see them bent, you know, putting him on the practice squad and allowing him to be pilfered by another team unless the NFL allows the Saints to use Hainer to put him on the practice squad. So that in the day of, you know, most some of the times or the majority of the times they allow you to have, uh, you know, uh, certain slots that you can protect players from being pilfered by other teams. So it'll be interesting to see how they go in that regard. But I, I think at some point over the next you know, a couple of years or so, we're going to see Jake Hayner in action because it, hopefully we don't have to see him. If Carr's healthy, that means we're playing at a high level, hopefully. But at some point, you know, injuries do rear their head. And if it, you know, this year more than likely is not, but probably in the future after Jameis is gone next year, at some point you'll see him peek in at a quarterback. And probably after, you know, into his third year and all that, you start asking the questions. But Carr feels like, that the guy has an opportunity to pick up where he left off. That's the feeling I got. And that's what, when Carr was talking about Jake Hainers, like, okay, you recruiting. So did Carr do the Saints brass or do the Saints fan base uh, a, a service by saying, okay, I got the buck 50 in four years. And then this guy who's a Fresno guy, uh, you know, that I like a lot, I'm going to put him under my wing. And then when I'm over where he slides right up in there, I, I, you know, that could be, that can be very interesting. So, you know, I would have to say probably starting or taking over the team. Eh, I don't know, because it's a lot of time between then and now. And, you know, who knows if it don't work out, we might end up getting rid of uh, Dennis Allen over that time span. If it doesn't work, not saying does it if it doesn't. But, you know, you got to factor in all this when you're looking in future projections. You got to factor all that in there. So I, pro- I don't I don't think we see him this year, more than likely next year after Jameis is gone. I think he'll move up into that QB two slot right up under card, but the guy's a fast learner. I've been really listening to him and watching his game. Guy's interesting, man. He studied Drew Brees, takes a lot of stuff from Drew, man. It's crazy. It is so crazy how this ended up. We ended up picking up Carr, and then we getting a guy that, you know, from Carr's University, Fresno State, the guy's from out there, and he idolized Drew Brees when he was a child. He was wearing Saints jerseys, and now he's the quarterback of the Saints. It's, it's absolutely crazy, man, how, how it is. It's amazing, to be honest with you. Swag says, are, are the Saints going? He says, are the Saints going? No, I don't think they're going to the three, the three, the, the 34 defense. I would have to say no to that. I don't think the 34 is something. The Saints rarely do that 34 defense. They rarely do. I remember Dennis Allen talked about he wanted to use all of the defenses, but you really rarely see him, you know, every now and again. You, you, you'll, I, I don't see too often the 34 defense. I see him use the modified nickel, and when he's not using a modified nickel or a dime or, or you know a dime package or something like that, he'll end up you know you'll see him with the three linebacker look at times too. He'll put the three line the forty three out there with the, you know he'll put the down the three linebacker look out there too. So I don't I don't know about the thirty four defense, man. You know I I don't I would have to say no to that. I would have to say no to that because I don't know if the Saints got th- a four line. You know, we got two linebackers, but do we have four linebackers that we can roll out on the 34 and not just be, you know, tore up by? You know what I'm saying? Order to run that 34 out there, you got to feel like you have like four really good linebackers or perhaps you switch one of the linebackers for a defensive back. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. But I don't know, man. I, I would have to say no to that on that, fam. So, all right. All right, yeah, Pelican Nola says, uh, yes, 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 we doing one tonight. We'll be doing a Pelican post-game report tonight. Just to let the family members know there will be a Pelican post-game report tonight. We will be talking about what's going on with Zion and other stuff. So y'all kind of get ready for that. It's going to be going down. 
All right, Tim says Big Q is DeMar DeMarco Jackson. Any threat for snaps to Demario Davis who might have lost a step? No, I don't think so, bro. I don't think he is, bro. I don't think he's quite there yet. I think he's a, a, a interesting, very young player that has potential. But him getting hurt last year kind of stalled out his development. He had to get healthy again and get back into that thing and pick it up. So it's basically kind of like a rookie year for him, so to speak, because he got hurt and they just shut him down for the whole year. So he spent a lot of time watching. Now he's healthy. He is a guy that's going to have to learn a lot from Demario Davis. I, the only other guy I think, uh, you know, you talk about outside of Demario and uh, Pete Werner, the starters, that's a threat. I don't think nobody's a threat to Demario Davis currently right now. I mean, Pete Pete Werner has potential. And like I said, he was like 10, 15 tackles up on DeMar, De, Demario Davis last year. And I don't know, like I said, if he would remain healthy, he would probably more than likely been a top linebacker on the Saints in terms of tackles. And if that was the case, Demario wouldn't have got that Pro Bowl look. You know, you know, maybe he, chances are he probably wouldn't have. But Pete Carmichael, I mean, not Pete, Pete Warner, excuse me, was showing out last year before he got hurt. And that's the thing. This You got to stay healthy, man. But DeMarco Jackson is a very interesting character. He's fast, sideline, sideline. He's a hitter. You know, he's a football player. That kid's a football player. So just, you know, he's one of the guys you got to pay attention to. You got to watch out for that guy. All right, uh, and special face. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, I got quite a few of them, man, that I'd like to roll out there every now and again. That's who you are. And when you find that out. Huh? All right, so Slim says, how many safeties will we keep? Good question. Slim always dropping the good questions, man. Shout out to you. You got another Ring Kings boxing coming up too, Slim. Uh, we'll be talking about the fight uh, between uh, Josh Taylor and uh, Teofimo Lopez. That's coming up here. Also, Adrian Broner is back in the ring with Don King as his promoter. So Broner was a guy we picked up a couple of years ago talking about him with me and my uh, my uh, former co-host, Eddie Tumin Johnson, passed away uh, a, couple of year, uh, a couple of years ago. We used to talk about Adrian Broner. We considered Broner washed, meaning that it was old with for him because, you know, he just, he wasn't the same fighter in the ring. When you get to a point, you know, you kind of see fighters are washed that it's over with for him. You know, he covers up and allow guys to beat on him. And then he, he, he doesn't remain active during fights and that's a strong sign. But anyway, he's back out there uh, trying to do his thing as well. And there's a couple other really good fights, man. It's uh, Jaime Bungaya. I really like him a lot too. So there's a couple of guys, man, ring Kings boxing in full effect, man. All right. Shout out to you, brother. All right, Slum says uh, safety. How many safety? That's a good question, bro. I mean, you got a lot of versatility, man. Uh, there, uh, man. Let me let me put up the depth chart, man, so we can look at it, bro. Because it's it's really good to kind of take a look at the depth chart to see exactly um, what a safety is. It, it it really helps us. The the optics don't it, fam? All right. So anyway, here it is, right here. This is the depth chart right here. We're gonna scroll on down to the defensive section, as you can see. Right there, and as you can see right here, you see the uh, this is the defensive backs all right here, and the safeties, man. You got Tyron Matthew, uh, Marcus May. I think the Saints are going to definitely keep Jordan Howden, you know, there as well, and JT Gray. So that's four. JT Gray is your special teams guy. Um, man, man, yes, yeah, this is going to be it's going to be interesting, man. Quick, because I remember I was talking about this. We did the uh, the breakdown on the whodaddaily.com for the family members. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull that up, too. Put that out there, the, the breakdown for that, because we did an article 
talking about that too. And we had the update and I probably will do write another one over there as well. So hold on, let me kind of cross-reference that who that daily.com. This is our headquartered site fam for all the family members who won't know what we're doing. We do everything. So it's a lot of stuff that you might not be aware of, but you can go on our headquarters site to who that daily.com professional looks very good. Very sleek. Uh, anyway, let me see where was the article that we were talking about here where it was a listing of, yeah, there it is about a month ago. Matter of fact, we did. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. And we kind of covered it in here. Let me see if I can speed on down here to the bottom of it. And yeah, the defensive backs we had what I picked, uh five DBs. Five, and it was Lattimore, as you can see, Lattimore, Adebo, Alante Taylor, Bradley Roby, Lonnie Johnson Jr. That's five cornerbacks. And Lonnie Johnson could be doubled as a safety. <clears throat> he does have that ability. So does Alante Taylor. So the Saints do, do have some versatility there. And then of course, I got six safety there. So you got Tyron Matthew, Marcus May, Jordan Howden. Jonathan Abram and JT Gray. So that's what I picked before. And I'll probably do another one as we get closer and closer to the thing. But that's what I that I originally thought about doing. I think six is actually five. It's five safeties. It says six, but it's actually five. So, but you look at guys that can move into the safety room, you know what I'm saying? Like Lonnie Johnson Jr., he could play either position, or Alante Taylor can do it for you. But I, I kind of thought about, I was like, man, listen, Jordan Howden's a guy they really like a lot, even though he was later in the draft, the Saints picked him up. I don't see them practice squad in that kid unless he stinks. But Jordan Howden could play, man. So I could see him find his way into the safety room. So you got five guys there, Matthew May, Howden, Abram, and JT Gray, our special teams ace, with Lonnie Johnson Jr. able to leak back into there, or Alante Taylor. 
So we do have some a, a bit of versatility when it comes down to that, you know, and, and all this is kind of dealing with, uh, you know, injuries, you know, what happens with the guys if, if guys get banged up or injured. So I think I'll, that's that's the call on that. Thank you, Slim. All right. Uh, shout out to the fam, man. All right. Late July, Brian. Late July. What's up, brother Eric? Shout out to you, brother. Appreciate y'all for chiming in. I know I'm a little bit early. What's up, brother Prime? Shout out to you. All right. All right. OG says, uh, oh, can you unblock him? Who who you talking about, OG? Who who got who blocked? Uh, hold on here. All right. I'll, say say who who you talking about, OG? All right, brother Prime says I've been dealing with things. Okay. Oh, shout out to you, brother. Hope everything going right with you, my my man and peace and and all the healing energy coming your way brother appreciate you man yeah smoke monday i don't know about smoke monday i like smoke monday but it's a deep it's a deep defensive back room fam look at all these guys here because <clears throat> smoke monday gonna have to learn how to play uh special teams Hugo amadi is a guy that they like i think he's a guy that everybody kind of overlooking because of his size but he's a hell of a special teams guy and then Smoke Monday is is got his work cut out for him because JT Gray is a special, he's an ace. He's a, a pro bowler. Jonathan Abram is a guy that has experience. He was a starting safety for many years in the NFL. Could he get in there and do it? And he brings that hit ability there, although his coverage skills kind of suffer a bit. Jordan Howard, and I think the Saints are, you know, interested to keep him there. But, you know, he, but Smoke, I like Smoke, but Smoke got a, it's, he has a tough, he really does, man. Smoke has a tough, a tough run here. And we'll see, man. A lot of things happen different. It could be, it, it could, it could work out, but we we have to see how it all figures because injuries happen, man, and it'll open up a lot of stuff. So right now everybody's where they is. But then when they when people start when they put that pads on and them helmets on and start hitting for real, guys start getting banged up, man, and things start changing. So it's still very early on. All right. Okay, Tigmeister. Tig Tigmeister. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna check on it, OG. I'm gonna I'm check on it and see what's going on with it, bro. I don't know why somebody would uh bang them up like that. But sometimes we some of the family members get a bit overzealous in that thing. So it's all good. We we'll we, take a look at them and see what I can do. All right, no lagoon. Shout out to your brother. Appreciate you for being here as well. Uh Brian says, what's going on with Elvin Kamara? It's still that's still working its way. And you know, we got the, the court situation that's coming up. Right with the uh, matter of fact, he's a day or two, two days within um, the the call for um, Marcus May. Those guys are within days of each other, like, you know, getting their stuff done. And hopefully we can get this stuff and get the hell up out the way. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm tired of hearing about it. I just want it to be over with, man. Let's just get it all up out of the way. All right. No problem, OG. I'll check into it, brother. Yeah, but those are within days of each other. So we'll know what time it is with Elvin Kamara. The Saints did a wonderful job in getting, uh, you know, getting some help in the draft. The undrafted market as well. You know, when you deal with the running back situation with Elvin Kamara. So the Saints did a wonderful job of kind of fortifying themselves for the future and the present. What could happen with Elvin Kamara? Jamal Williams is here. Kendra Miller was drafted. And the team still has uh, some undrafted guys that can help out too. So, man. Yeah, we looking pretty good, man. So, uh, you know, hopefully everything work out for Elton Kamara, man. But you got to learn, man. With a lot of these young guys, they don't <clears throat> that's out there with the money and influence, bro. You got to you got to you got to peep game, man. It's, it's a lot of stuff crazy. Shout out to you, Marcos. Good to see you, fam. All right. All right. Yeah, I know. Hey, your brother. 
All right. Uh, Devon says, yeah, the Jets will be on hard knocks. I don't know, bro. Nobody, all of them are saying it. Even the owners saying they don't want it. And usually what happens is they'll force it. So people saying the Jets, Saints never had done it before. And the NFL, you know how the NFL and the Saints are, Roger Goodell in particular, how it is with the Saints and Roger Goodell. So I'm just reminding you guys of how it looks. Yeah, be kind. Put the dates up there. May's the 25th and Kamara's the 31st. It, it, it's something around there. Hold on. Give me a second, fam. I covered it on the last stream. On the last stream, we talked about Marcus May, and he even put his arrest thing up. I don't know if y'all even seen that, man. You know, when he got arrested, I had the footage. I put that up there just to show the family members, you know, what was going on. He was tipsy out of his mind, and, yeah, he was was definitely, (laughs) he was definitely, you know, out there like that, you know. So I was like, man, let me take a look at it. Hold on just a second. Let me get that. See if I can pull that. Yeah, Elvin Kamara got a lot of stuff going on, man. Yeah, he got a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, that's coming up soon. So let me see if I can find a. It's supposed to be in July, I think it is. In July. Uh, it's right before camp. I know that is. Yeah, it's right before camp. It's right before camp. It's right before camp coming in there right before camp. So, yeah, the Saints know what time it is, man. They did a really good job in getting some help, you know, just in case things happen badly for them. So I'm not, you know, I I just know stuff happening. Sometimes this is a distraction. Like we talked about distractions. It's a part of the game, you know. So, and it looks, I I don't know, he's trying to fight the case and and that's that's what he wants to do. And and I, I guess he... His defense is he was trying to protect his woman. That's what I. That's the only thing that was gleamed out that I got out of it, fam. Like, okay, what's your defense in the whole situation that he was trying to protect his woman because he thought his woman was, you know, the guy was uh, menacing his lady or something like that. It's set for July the thirty first. So there you go, fam. That's right around the time the Saints get ready to hit that camp, man. So yeah, that's gonna be interesting, man. Let's see how that goes on. So. Yeah, the Elvin Kamara thing gonna be said. So yeah, the Saints have the Saints have done a good job of kind of getting themselves in position there to get ready for whatever happens with this man. Whatever happens with this, so we'll see. All right. So anyway, Mike says if Gruden stays around, Goodell clown, you know, will hundred percent vote the Saints. Yeah, I, I'm I'm saying yeah, you know how it is, fam. You know how it is. All right, my ninja says Saints are not going to sign Gruden. I agree with you. The Saints are not going to sign Gruden. I absolutely agree. I've seen some people put some stuff out there that the Saints are signing Gruden. I'm like, no, they're not going to sign Gruden. Gruden got an active case against the NFL right now. That's why I put that report out. And I and I was given information directly from the report. That was straight up visual receipts. Because they got a lot of people just doing these videos out here and they're not telling the truth. They're not telling the people, they doing spammy crap to get views as opposed to informing the people of what's really going on. John Gruden is not going to sign with the Saints. He can't sign with the Saints. He got an active uh, uh, lawsuit going on with the NFL right now. He's not going to sign. He's not going to sign with the team right now. That All that is still has, has to be hashed out first. And then there's still the matter of what went on with him and all this other stuff that left a bad taste in people's mouths. And it's just it's not something that the Saints are going to do. They're not going to uh, uh, take in a lot of bad press. And it just it's just not going to happen. That is that's just that's the truth, man. I don't know why these people keep just doing. Oh, John Gruden going to sign. No, he's not. What you talking about? 
You know, stop doing clickbaity stuff all the time. All right, Pelican knows <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I put, I mean, we put that's why I put the visual receipts out there, family, because they got a lot of people just be saying the Saints is signing grill. Like, no, he's not, man. They can't sign him, man. That's why I did the report and showed you all of the all of the the the, the documents and, and showed you the visual receipts on what was going on and how why it was such a big deal that he even popped up in the Saints building to advise somebody how that was an issue, you know, from an NFL perspective. So all that has to come to a head. It has to be worked out during the case because Gruden is saying one of his things, and and it's pretty stern that he's telling uh, in, in litigation that they're responsible for destroying his reputation by leaking information. And they don't, and, and they saying we didn't do it, but he's saying that they did do it. So they have to hash that out. And until they do, he's not going nowhere around none of that. Nobody's going to take a chance on bringing him in to talk about pro football. None of that is going to happen and until that gets solved. And then whatever he, if he wants to go back to the public arena, you know what he got to do to get there. Whether you like it or not, that's just how it is, you know? So, yeah, they're not signing group family. So, you know, you know what to tell them people that's out there doing all that for clickbait. Brian says, if the quarter, if this quarterback for the New Orleans Saints wins a Super Bowl, will you give Dennis Allen a pass and give him your, oh, absolutely. Absolutely, fam. The only reason, see, people tend to forget that, and I ain't saying this is you, Brian, but a lot of people say, damn, Q is hard on, because I'm harder on Dennis Allen than anybody out there. I'm absolutely the hardest on Dennis Allen because we got a standard to uphold here, man. We got a damn standard to uphold here in in the Who That Nation, man. We just can't have some people come around here and just tear everything down. You don't let them tear it on down without fighting them every step of the way. So sometimes the teams become blinded by the success of what happened over time. And sometimes you got to remind them you have power. You have the absolute power. You can buck their ass. And your power is the reason why teams won't sign somebody that has something to do with, um, you know, that's something that was kind of uh, sensational, you know, that uh, it's against them. They won't take a chance because they don't want the backlash. That's what the backlash is. And they pay attention to you more than I pay attention to them. They, I'm telling you, it's the truth. None. They, they have to know who you are. They got to study who you are. They got to understand uh, what you is. That's why when you go into the games, most of them games, they turn the comment section off. So you can't even comment. <laughs> They do videos and turn the comment section off. Man, you never turn. <laughs> they turn all the comment section off up in there, man. After the game. I'm like, Ali, you ain't going to let the people get their get they, they heat out. You know, they run from you at the end of the season. And, to tell, and don't do press conferences until way later after you done calm down. Because they don't want to smoke. Them people listen to you more than we listen to them. This is real. So I'm just merely here to remind people that I'm trying to hold the guy to a standard. You're not going to come in here and tear this down without a fight, you know, and we watching every step of the way we support every step of the way. And, I, and that's what that's just your, that is your power. And boy, what a power you have. What a power you have. They teach you to be somebody that's just a spectator. But when you start using that beyond spectator power, boy, what a power you have. What a power you have. We did this from time to time. That same power. See, a lot of the younger people who are, are on the team now who weren't born then or were too young to remember that we used that power then. That's how they turned from a perennial went a loser because it took them 20 years to have a, a winning season. It took even longer for them to get to the playoffs. 
people got tired of that, man. And people used that power and got them together. They just didn't willfully say, you know what? It's time to win. No, people got on them. And like I was saying, the bags, and I brought this up to remind people that the bags wasn't something that somebody else gave us. That was their way of shaming the team, of letting the team know that it was a shame of them. Not only that, but people showed up in protest. That's how they protested. And they, and most of the other ones did not show up. They kept their money and stayed home. They didn't buy any merch. They did. You see what I'm saying? They didn't attend the events because you're not operating in our best interest and we won't support you unless you are. See, that's power. What a power you have. And that's all you need. So I'm just here. That's one of my jobs to inform the who that nation to keep it real with you and to let you remind you of your power and you can use it uh, to get things together. Trust me, it works. It works. It works on every level. But anyway, yeah, I'll give Dennis Allen his credit. I would get I'll do a whole video and give a shout out because that's all I want. I want him to I don't want him to fail. You know, I don't like his character type, but I don't want the man to fail. He's representing our squad. He's the head coach of our squad. So I don't want him to fail. I want him to be successful, even though I don't like how he handled Jameis. But that's water under the bridge because they hashed that out. That We good on that, so we ain't worrying about that. But I don't want him to fail. I want him to succeed. And when he succeeds, I'll always give him credit. When he fails, I don't give him no credit. I'm not giving you credit for failure. I will give you something else, though. I will give you some lambasement. I, I lambase your ass. But I also will give credit where credit is due. I like to say I'm a fair dude, man. You know, I've been doing this for a while. So if Dennis Allen succeeds, man, I'll give him all the credit in the world. As much credit as he deserved for whatever amount of success that he achieved for that particular year. You see what I'm saying? I'm very fair with that. All right. I don't, I, I, I don't know, bro. I will see about it because there's several, several events that I'm working on currently where I'm going to get the family members together. And we're going to get together and we're going to eat some good food and we're going to, you know, watch a game and we'll do a live stream. I'm working on several events. And listen, I told y'all it's going to be some live events that we're doing this year. So, you know, I'm working on that. That's kind of when I'm to the forefront of what I'm working on, man, because I think that will be pretty cool, there, you know, to kind of have some live events with the family members there. And I'm going to let people know in advance. So I'm trying to get at least two or three of those things going for this upcoming season. So I know y'all, are. I think that'll be really cool to kind of get the family members out there and we meet and greet and have some good food, listen to some good music, you know, and if it's during a game or after a game or whatever the case may be, it'll be pretty cool just to meet and greet, talk about the Saints and kind of have some fun together. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm, that's what I'm into. So yeah, Brian, we'll see about it, man, because it's a lot of things popping and snapping too. All right. So anyway, man, I'm gonna get ready to get on up out of here, man. Uh, and, and roll on. But listen, shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. That's so everybody always, they got to remind me, if it wasn't going to be Pam and Whammy, it was about the JT was about to say something. JT was about to say something. Yeah, you didn't you say that you wasn't gonna keep us long? And I, you know, I said I always say that. There you go. So there you go. So with that being said, let me get on out of here, man. I appreciate y'all for chiming in. Please feel free to hit the like button, man. Hit the subscribe button, man. Hit the share button, family. 
And I'm going to holler at y'all, man. For my Pelican people, we doing the Pelican post-game report tonight. We're going to talk about the Zion Williamson debacle. My goodness, look a here, look a here, look a here, man. I tell you, a lot, lot of stuff going on in the world of Zion Williamson right now, isn't it? Anyway, we're going to talk about that and more on the Pelican post-game report. Much love to the fam. I'm going to holler at y'all on the flip side. Much love and who that to Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like Elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah, like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. Daily.com. That's right, the who that daily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a who that and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, who that daily.com is your site. The who that daily.com for the sport who that in all of us. 
Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.